what is up everybody welcome to the not here to play school pod jake micah alex micah back at it here it is week eight yes week eight week seven i get week i get eight. the weeks mixed up looking at uh nfl and college all the time but the fact that we're at week eight we're over the halfway mark of the college football season Mo, how does that make you feel we there's a lot of football left so i'm good there's a lot of football left. There's a lot of games left. There's a lot of football. I like that it's, attitude. It's, just... it's so good because college football's postseason, if you want to call it that, goes on for like a month with That's all true. the different bowl games. So that is true. Well, we're here. It's a big week. Um in the Big Ten, really, as big as anything else. Penn State, Ohio State, the first matchup of the, the really the round robin of the top teams in the Big Ten East, the last year of the Big Ten East. Thank God, I think. For, yeah, I think we could agree with that, right? Uh, yeah, I th- they were talking about it last week that the last n- ten conference championships have been won by either Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. I think that's what they said. That's wild. So it's been domination from one division. Like the West Side is just yeah, the West for, Side thanks is thanks for coming, basically. You know, occasionally Iowa, but they're never very good. So. Wisconsin's had a couple years where you thought at the very least that there could be like a a battle, I guess. You know what I mean? Like maybe like some kind of competition, but really never has been. No. Um, but that's the thing. Like a couple years in a row, like not two years in a row, it was like 20, 2018 and 2020, they were sending Northwestern out of the West. Like that's how bad the West is some, some years, is that Northwestern was winning the division and, you know, going up against Ohio State. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It, it no division that was Purdue. last year, right? Wasn't it Northwestern last year? No, Purdue last year. Oh, Purdue last year. 2020, was... the COVID year was Northwestern, and 2018 was also. And it was not a great Purdue team either. No, no. It was a 8-4 and four Purdue team. Yeah, not ideal. But we've got a – so Penn State, Ohio State this week is – it's the matchup of the weekend. It's at noon, big noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff and college game day. It's and it college is the, game day. It is the premier game. The game will be on Fox. First, we'll get into that game in a second. First, Michigan at Michigan State. Georgia's idol this week, still the number one team in the nation, but number two, Michigan. Traveling to Michigan State, always tricky, and coming off some sanctions for sign stealing. Don't know what the punishment's going to be, but Michigan uh, stealing signs. Are you surprised that Jim Harbaugh is being a little, being a little shady? No, I mean this whole season started out with his, um, you know, the the self suspension or whatever that the university was giving Harbaugh. Missed the first three games of the year for uh, violations in recruiting, and so if this is the season where just shit just hits the fan for Michigan because they were doing shady stuff, I wouldn't be surprised at all because the season already started out that way for them. Yeah. It's... Um, Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's just – I mean, just in general, the game, uh, Michigan's going to steamroll them. Michigan State's a really bad football team. They're, they're, if you want to talk about two schools right now that are just in that kind of bit of like turmoil, Michigan, you know, is at least number two in the country. They're 7-0. and But all the stuff that was going on with the NCAA, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, Michigan State fired their head coach before the season even started for, you know, misconduct allegations. So it's, it's just been a mess for both – for Michigan State for sure, and now it's a little bit of a mess for Michigan – Michigan's probably just going to steamroll them, though. They're 24-point favorites. As I say, Michigan on the field, it hasn't been a mess. They've been dominating regardless. 
Um, yeah, twenty-four point favorites. Do you think there's any? Do you think Michigan State can pull off the upset any which way? No. Uh, the this this team is the last. I don't even know how many years of Michigan State they've been pretty bad, and it was so reliant on Kenneth Walker a couple years ago is what made them a decent team. That's when they won the Peach Bowl, but then they've completely fallen apart. Mel Tucker wasn't a good coach. They kind of proved it that he got lucky with a transfer unit and. Uh, the transfer portal, getting in a stud running back who won the dope walker, all this stuff, earned him this $100 million contract, whatever it was, and he blew it. Um, and I think this is you're seeing what Michigan State actually is right now. I don't think they have the talent to keep up with Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State at all. Um, they don't even really have the talent to keep up with Rutgers, as we saw a couple weeks ago when they, they lost. They That's were up true. by 21 points. It, they're, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any chance. I know it's a rivalry game, and, you know, it's in East Lansing, but – I, I would just go with Michigan. I agree. Just Michigan should handle business. Um, if, if, yeah, it would be shocking to me if Michigan State's in this game, even despite years past of them making it through. All right, Mo, I'm putting you on the spot now then. Penn State, Ohio. You wouldn't even write about it, which was – I couldn't even believe you. You were just like, no, you've been trying to avoid talking about this game. I don't. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Now you have to. I Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm extremely nervous. I know you're not. I'm extremely nervous for this for this game. Um, you can, you know, say, oh, it's not the same team for, for both of them. You could say it's not the same Penn State team. The defense is like much better. You know, the offense under Drew Allaire is different than Sean Clifford. The and the same thing about Ohio State. The offense has not looked the same for Ohio State as it has in the past, you know, without Stroud, um, last couple of years or without Fields, you know, McCord. We, we kind of bash on McCord each week, but then they keep on winning. So I don't know if we really should. But even Marvin Harrison Jr. hasn't looked like himself that he did last year. I, I don't know. It's it's The line has moved slightly. It was minus. I can't believe you just said we bash on McCord, but they keep winning. Like that's supposed to impress me about them that they're. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. We could say, oh, he's, he's a bum every week. But then at the end of the day, they're still winning games. Okay. The the fact of the matter is though is he's not to the level of quarterback that they've had over the past couple no, of years. No, and in the years past when we've discussed this game, I've been the one convincing you that CJ Stroud is actually pretty good or Justin Fields is actually pretty good. And now Ohio State doesn't have a good quarterback. And you're I like, knew those guys were good. Terrified. I knew those guys were good. Yeah, but you were will- yeah, but you're sitting here terrified of Kyle McCord more than you ever were scared it, of CJ Stroud. It's not so much more I'm terrified of Kyle McCord. It's more so I'm just scared that it's for the last six years that I've got my hopes up for this. It's teams. not the same team. Uh, you can say that, but until you know what the until the ball is snapped at twelve like fourteen, because Fox is always late. Until that ball gets snapped at like twelve fourteen, I'm not, you know, gonna be like overly optimistic. But anything, the line is as small as I mean, I don't know how. Like, this is the first time in a while this line has been in single digits. Last year they were double point. You know, they were double digit underdogs. Same thing about two years ago, 2020. I think they were double digit underdogs too. Um, but that's a weird season. Um, 21. I don't know. I mean, they haven't played this team close since 2018, even. At least for the final score. I'm I'm not I'm not asking you to tell me the history of the games. I'm asking you to look at what the two teams have looked like this year, and it's a and it, they have not looked like any of those teams that have dominated Penn State in the last couple of years. And Penn State's looked better than a lot of those teams, especially defensively. They're the best defense in the yeah, country. Yeah, but who right have they now. played? Who have they played? Who's Ohio State 
The same thing. They went to Notre Dame. Okay. <laughs> That's it, it right a, there. That's a much they had one drive game. against Notre Dame. Yeah. What, you're, you're, you're worried about who Penn State's played? That's that's going to be your argument? Yeah. The Ohio State offense has Yeah, the defense been. can look amazing for points and for yards when you're fucking playing UMass and Delaware. I mean, I – Penn State – Ohio State had 35 points against Youngstown State. Only 35 points. Yeah. I know. The offense hasn't looked the same. It hasn't. And, I mean, with the way that Penn State's defense is playing – then it, it should West be Virginia. Rest- West Virginia is a four and two team in the Big Twelve. They are right they're, yes. West Virginia is much better than people would have thought. And I don't know. You I'm sure you didn't see it last week? They should be a five and one team. They lost on a hail mary. Iowa's six and one, and they got shut out by Penn State. That's that's true. That's their lone loss. Okay. And I know their offense isn't good, but there's that's nobody okay. who scored more than fifteen points on this team all year long. I that's that's hard to do against anybody. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so okay they've played a couple people even georgia know. has three games of letting up 20 points or more i i mean i got you know we'll see we'll see i all i'm trying to say is that you're i think you're looking at it from ohio state as just they are ohio state of every single year with this ohio state team escaped against notre dame and a Notre Dame, I don't like Notre Dame's win last week is way more about USC than it is about Notre Dame, I think, and just where they are in the trenches. But I don't think Penn State would have that issue against either of these teams in the trenches. And I'm just, I think that they have the advantage at quarterback going into this matchup. We'll love to see. Um, we haven't seen Alaire kind of like unleashed at all. I don't think he needs to be. Well, I don't no, think that's, McCoy- that's, it's. You know, we've not seen McCord unleashed either. We've seen Marvin Harrison Jr. unleashed. Yeah, but the the the, the Penn State game plan, I'm sure, is going to be Marvin's not going to beat us. Make somebody else beat us, and I don't think there's anybody that can do it. Well, that's I mean I I don't know about that because they have we talked about, we talked about it earlier um, this week just to text each other is that tight end Kate Stover who's super good. The thing is, I trust the rest of the defense. Like, I don't think McCord, I don't think that any of those guys are going to be able to do enough when it comes down to the way McCord has played all year. I think Harrison would be a game breaker. I don't think anybody else can do it. It's going to, I mean, if they can get pressure on him, it's going to be a big thing. If Chop Chop can get to him, if Adisa Isaac can get to him, then that that will be huge. Get him off of, get him off of schedule would be massive. Um, I don't know who's playing running back for them. I know they were they've been dealing with it might, be, it might be train them again. Okay. Well, I knew that he even got hurt last week for a little bit. It was Hayden was the guy yeah. who was taking snaps. Um, I don't know. Even I mean, we'll see. I, well, I'm interested to see what happens with Harrison because are they just gonna if they just put Kalen King on him? Or, you know, if they stick to Kalen King. I think they're going to take him out of the – I think they're going to do everything they can to take him out of the game. I don't think they'll leave him – I don't think they're going to let him have a chance to destroy their game. Yeah. Make Fleming and Ebuka beat yes. you. Make McCord beat you without – without all Harrison. he's been able to – in the big games, it's when Harrison's been able to have big games this year. If you look at all their, their 41 points, Harrison has eight catches for 150 yards. So if you take him out, their offense is going to struggle. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what did he have in the um, 
Here, let me see. What did he have against Notre Dame? It was like three catches or whatever. Three catches for 30 yards. He had two catches against Indiana. Um, and there was another game on the schedule where he's had only a couple catches in it. So, Well, it was, I know, week one against Indiana. No, I know. There was another one, too, where he had either three or four catches. Here, I got it right now. Let's see. Two catches, 18 yards against Indiana. Um, Notre Dame was three catches for 32 yards. He had five catches for 126 yards and a touchdown against Western Kentucky. Last week, he had six for 105 and a touchdown. Against Purdue, against Maryland, he had eight for one sixty-three and a touchdown. So I mean, he's had a, like two small games, but I mean, like a big chunk of his two of his biggest games were against very bad opponents for sure. Yeah, uh, he had twelve catches for three touchdowns and one hundred eighty-six yards against Youngstown State in Western Kentucky. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Kalen Kalen King hasn't been tested yet this year against anybody they've played. So this is massive for him, and it's I mean. Massive for his just like draft stock too. I don't think they're going to leave him on an island. I really don't think they're going to take that chance. I I'm just saying that he had our supposed to be our first round cornerback hasn't been tested yet this year, and this is a massive test. Okay, for anybody, whatever's whoever he's covering to see if they can shut down these receivers. I'm not saying Marvin Harrison Jr. isn't a isn't a test for Kalen King. Sure, I'm I'm just saying that. It's whoever it, I don't you know whatever if they take away Marvin Harrison Jr. last year they didn't he had 185 yards it's the most ever in Ohio State against Penn State game. Um, that was with they, CJ Stroud at quarterback, not Kyle McCord. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Is I've watched six games of Kyle McCord and I'm just I don't think he's going to be able to 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 move the ball like he's going to have some moments and they're going to have some plays where things break out. I think he's going to have a rough afternoon most of the time and maybe Drew Allaire will have a rough afternoon too, but that's how I see this game going is first team to 20 points maybe wins like seven like a 20 to 14, 24 to 21. That's the type of game we're looking at here and I think these offenses are both going to struggle. So I think that kind of game favors Penn State. I don't know. That's what it comes I, down to. It, I mean, it might. Um, I don't know. It depends on, depends how the how the running backs show up too, though. If Singleton and Katron can't get anything going on the ground like they didn't last year against um, Ohio State, then who knows what's going to happen? I I don't know. I mean, if the, this game if it just turns into they have to live and die by what Drew Allaire can do with our, the receiving card, which is not amazing. Tight ends are good, and Lambert Smith isn't bad. But if the running if there's no run game at all, I, I'm just I don't know how it's going to go. I think Ohio State's thinking the same thing with their fourth string running back, though. Trainum's the second string. He, we don't know if he's playing. That's yeah. we just came down to that. That's what I'm saying. Like there's like your the oh, Penn State issues. There's issues on the other side of the ball a lot more than there have been in years past. Yeah, on both sides. I think Penn State's winning. I thought it all year long. I don't know. I it. I, I've watched Ohio State. I've watched, obviously, every single Penn State game, and I've watched a lot of Ohio State play. And I think it doesn't matter what happened beforehand. It's that once you actually play the game, it's completely different. It's once I, I agree, started, but I still know what the team looks like. I don't think Ohio State has the ceiling they've had over the last couple of years. I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I think that if Ohio – if Ohio State, I saw an Ohio State fan say this earlier this week on Twitter, and it was honestly it's a valid point. If Ohio State wins, they should be the number one team in the country. They'll have the most two most impressive wins of the year. Sure, I'm, they will. I, I yeah, I'm. 
I don't I don't care about the rankings right now before for next week before the games. I'm just speaking. You're already you've already because you've already decided that Penn State has lost this game. I haven't you're, said you're I never have I have not said who's gonna win or lose. What do you think then? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to commit to anything. Uh no, I mean in I told I told you this before. It's in the same way that I'm like hopelessly optimistic about every Bills game where I'm like, I don't care who they're playing, they're going to win. I'm the, I get all the 100% nervousness for every Penn State game where I can get into my head, like, you know what? What if UMass goes off and Penn State throws a bunch of turnt like picks and it's bad? I'm really scared that Drew Miller hasn't thrown a pick yet because I fucking know it's just going to happen at an awful time in this game. I really wanted him to throw one last week just to get it out of the system. You don't know that. You don't know that's going to happen. He might. He might. Playing in front of his family. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'll, Ohio, no, Penn State's going to win. By 12. Sounds very confident. Yeah. 20, 24 to 12. Okay. All right. Let's 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 rip through the rest of the top 12 here. Duke at Florida State. What do you think is going to happen? I think Florida State rolls Duke, honestly. I don't I don't know if they'll roll him. It, it depends if Riley Leonard is playing or not. Um. He he took a high ankle sprain like on the like second to last play of the game against Notre Dame. Missed last week. Um, Duke still picked up the win. If he's playing, that game is a lot more interesting because we've seen Florida State struggle in a couple of these games close. Like they're fourteen point favorites tomorrow, but they only beat Boston College by two points, and that needed eighteen penalties by Boston College, the most in their um, program history. And then they had to go to overtime against Clemson. 131-24, but to get to 24, they needed a defensive touchdown. So if, if Duke is smart with the ball, um, which he, whoever's playing quarterback, if it's um, – I want to get his name right. I believe it's Hen- Henry Blevin. Yeah. Um, Belvin. Henry Belvin the fourth. Belvin, or, okay. Or if it's um, Riley Leonard, they just both need to be smart, smart with the ball. Something that I didn't know about this until going into it, uh, Duke has never beaten Florida State ever since 1992. Since since the year that uh, they joined the ACC, they uh, Florida State joined the ACC. They have never beaten them. It is a uh, nineteen and zero. I think this is the time. That's it, exactly. If this is if it's any possibility, it's going to be this year. Duke has been kind of the, like the Cinderella story for this season, kind of the same way TCU was last year. They had the massive win against Clemson to open up the season. They've looked really solid. They beat. They didn't beat Notre Dame, but it was a really close game. Um. I, I think the chance is there. If they the way they've been playing is solid enough, they should be doing it. They also have the fourth ranked defense in the country. They're locking teams down. And think, Florida yeah. State hasn't been like amazing. They're not putting up 50 points a game. They're putting up no. like 30 points a game. So the, the opportunity is there. They need to try to get Jordan Travis to turn the ball over, and he doesn't do that often. It's true. I think this is the time. I think that you sold me on that stat. Duke's gotta break that streak at some point. At some point. It it's, has to be know, done. Yeah. It's also it's it's prime time and Duke has shown up in prime time this year. There are two games. They were both at home, you know, against Clemson was at home and against Duke was at, or against Notre Dame was at home. But they've shown up in prime time this year. And I think that they'll put on it, they'll at least keep it close. I don't think it's gonna be 14. They're not gonna lose by 14. All right. Duke covers, but Florida State wins. I think Florida That's State's probably, on a little probably bit of their what role. will happen, but yeah. 
Arizona State at Washington. Washington coming off the huge dramatic win after Oregon just misses on the the wide right field goal late in that game where they could have tied oh, yeah, it up. Right. Cuz that's what Just say Veard. Veard right. <laughs> I I don't no, I don't hold that that trauma. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with to say it. Happened twice in the Bills game too on Sunday night. It, I thought yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh Washington. Washington I mean you, There's you, no uh yeah, nothing really changed. They did I think they're exactly what we thought they were last week. They just got the better of Oregon that day. With yeah. Oregon one, I think we'd still feel the same about both teams too at this point. Yeah. Um I mean Penix still played like super well. Um not as many yards as we'd seen him against some other teams, but still came out and showed out and had four touchdowns. Um ASU played USC really close, but we know we kind of know what USC is now. That they're you know their defense is terrible and playing tougher competition. They played down. Yeah. Um. So I I mean twenty seven and a half is a lot of points to cover. Um. And I, we obviously saw Arizona State can be scrappy and you know they're not afraid to you know take some chances. So I wouldn't be surprised if they cover, but I would still I would still think that it's a you know multiple touchdown win for Washington this game and just Penix kind of adding this is the kind of game where he's the he's the Heisman favorite and now he can just stat pad a little bit I agree I think this is a pretty easy game for them to just walk through especially at home but any uh, there could be a letdown chance I mean Arizona State it, oh yeah for sure. I mean, at home I think it's it's pretty good that it's at home for them if they were going to like if it was a like, late 10 o'clock at Arizona State kind of game yeah then that's a possibility of you know it's a letdown after the big win against Oregon but yeah, I think this is a pretty easy walk for Washington. What about UCF and Oklahoma? First and last Big 12 matchup ever. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, Oklahoma. They, I mean, they're not. 17 and a half point favorites. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're they're not in the same boat as like Texas. Who we'll talk about in a minute. Dylan Gabriel have, playing his old team, correct? It is. It is yeah. Dylan Gabriel playing his old team. Um, if this game was at UCF, I'd be interesting. To see how that crowd would react to him, um, I, I you just got to go with Oklahoma. UCF hasn't been bad this year, but they like their first year in the Big Twelve. They're three and three. They definitely could be a lot better, um, and I think they will be better in the Big Twelve. Like in a couple years, Going honestly. Forward, I think so too, yeah. But yeah, they. I don't even. I don't even think they're gonna cover. I think Oklahoma's just gonna roll. Not even up. gonna cover. No, I don't think they'll cover. Yeah. I love UCF. You know they're the national champions from 2017. I know. Gotta give them, gotta give them their props. But that's messed up. I think was Dylan Gabriel. He hasn't been in college that long, has he? Was he on that team? He might have been. I think he's been there since like 2017. Yeah. Was he a redshirt freshman? I think so. And that's or let me let me look that up quick. He's old, man. He is old. He 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 is. He's that's like 24, 25 right now. No, he's 22. What? Yeah, he's only who am, I think, who am I thinking of? No, he was at UCF 2019 to 21 and then uh, Oklahoma 22 to present. Who was I thinking of then? Mackenzie Milton, maybe. Mackenzie oh, Milton. that is who I'm thinking he's of. He's the one who was who played before him and then got hurt. Yeah, he was. He Mackenzie was, Milton. He's 26. Yeah, he he's played a, last year for Florida State. Yeah. A bit. He had a six year career. Okay. Glad we figured that out, but yeah. Dylan Gabriel, um, one of the they were talking about, I think last week, maybe two weeks ago, there's like eight Hawaiian quarterbacks in Division One right now. Okay. Yeah, he's he is one of them. So 
Shout out Dylan Gabriel for that. And Talia Tungavaloa. He is. I would assume he's one of them. Brother. Is, Tua's bro- is he going to be the backup for the Dolphins next year? No, the Bills. So the Bills? <laughs> we need, that's what we need. That's how we defeat Tua. We, we bring his brother in. We don't need to like mental games against Again, Tua. <laughs> he's still hanging around. I'm sure. excited for Sunday night. That's for sure. For Tua versus Hurts. That'll yeah. There's a lot of storylines in that. I I hope. I mean, hopefully the NFL actually like. Hopefully Hurts doesn't choke again, like he did last week. Yeah, I don't know what that was. It was tough. That's uh, Texas. Let's go to Texas at Houston. Yeah. Um. They need another first time Big Twelve matchup. Last time Big Twelve matchup. Yeah. Houston. This deck. It's gonna if Houston. One of the craziest atmospheres we'll ever see at a Houston football game, I imagine, hosting Texas wow. in this game right now. For sure. Um, 23 and a half point favorites, the uh, the Longhorns yeah, are. Texas arguably has the best running back in the country in Jonathan Brooks. It's crazy. Um, and they need a bounce back win after Oklahoma, obviously. Yep. I They'll probably just roll through him. Rely on the run game. You know it's dominant. No one has been able to stop him this year. So, I mean – have Quinn just pass it when he needs to, and but he, like you know, you you kind of figure out you at this point what you have with your receivers. Xavier Worthy is solid, um, not as good. I like after his fr- rookie or rookie freshman year two years ago, you think he'd be like amazing, but he's he's not at that point. He's solid. Donnie Mitchell is solid, and Jatavion Sanders is a first round pick. Like arguably, their receiving core is is good, and you have an amazing running back who is only a sophomore. So, I mean, Texas Texas knows what they have, and they just got to use their strengths, and they should plow through the rest of the Big 12. Yeah, they really should cruise the rest of their schedule. They have BYU at home next week. That should be another easy win. They're 23.5-point favorites, like we said. Should be pretty easy pickings for the Longhorns against, uh, I guess, an in-state. It's going to be a nice atmosphere, but I think Texas – Yeah, I mean, what's the, what's the last time Texas and Houston played each other? I'm sure it happened before. Yeah, look it up. I don't remember. Um, Who's the all-time great Houston quarterback, Jake? Do you know? Houston, uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Uh, Texas is sixteen seven and two all-time. They have a, they're on a seven-game uh, win streak currently. What was their last matchup? Um, I think two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. Oh so wow. 20, Twenty-one years ago. Dang, I didn't realize it's been that long. Um, they haven't. Uh, Houston hasn't won since 1991 in Houston. Okay. So. All right. 20, 21 years or 31 years later. You never know. 32 sure. years later. Um, all right. Let's move on. Washington State, Oregon. Oregon, I think they just take out their anger with the state of Washington out on, on Little Brother. <laughs> That's all we can expect. Uh, pro- yeah, probably. I'm kind of surprised on the spread of this game. Washington State is not a bad team. No, they've um, been good all year. Twenty and I guess 20 and a half at home is – I don't know. That's kind of that might be fair. What time is this game at? 3 30 start five. Yeah, they're only a four and two team. They got blown out forty four to six last week to Arizona, though. I mean, that was yeah. They were ranked and then they had the yeah. They I mean they just got shit on. That was bad. Terrible. Um, Who's their other loss? Um, their other loss was to uh, UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, they were seventeen. Yeah, so before both. last week, they're four and one and had lost to another team who had been pretty good all year long. But yeah, last week was not encouraging. And then they roll into Autzen. And yeah. I imagine a lot of that has to do with Oregon 
looking for a win after last week. They yeah, probably, it's probably voice. Washington State looking bad against Arizona last week, and then the Oregon going coming back for revenge. Yeah, um, against the state of Washington. Uh, just hold the whole state. Yeah, it's I don't know. It'll be it'll be it'll I think it'll be a closer game than what they're than minus twenty. I think depends okay. on how Oregon's defense is firing out, though. I mean, Cam Ward's Washington State's been playing really well. Um, as he's just that group of a really good Pac-12 quarterbacks this year that have been that have been going on. Um, I think the game will be closer. This is also part of the the Northwest uh, Classic, which I didn't know was a thing till last what week. Is, we what is that? About. So Northwest Classic is Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington. Whichever team beats the other three is the Northwest champion. Okay. And this is a thing that it's there. So you have to you have to sweep the board though. You have to sweep the board. Yeah. Okay. To get it. And Washington State right now has a win against Oregon State. Okay. So, so but Oregon's out. They're done. They can't win the North. Oregon's out. They can't get the sweep. Okay. They can ruin Washington State chances though. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, I think Washington gets the Northwest Classic this year. Probably. Probably. Yeah. But it's just, you know, Washington State, they got to win against a ranked Oregon State team. That's Oregon State's only loss this year so yeah. far. They're 6-1 and one with the Washington they State They are beating team. each other up this year. Yeah. It, it They might cannibalize themselves. But maybe no one will get the sweep. And then, you know, the Pac-12 won't have a representative in the playoff. And there will but, be no <laughs> Northwest Classic winners for the rest of time. No Northwest champions. This has only yeah. been a thing since, like, 2002. But still. Hey. You, now it's that 21 years See you later. It's all right. They had a good run. How many champions were there? Uh, go to the next game and I'll pull it up. Um, the next game is your boys in the top 10. The North Carolina Tar Heels after a big win last week. And, and they're prime. Drake Mays? They're basically ready. At this point, they just need to keep doing what they're doing and they will have a win and in playoff game against Florida State if everything goes right. Like that's what we're heading towards, and I think they're good enough to be in that position. They're also twenty-three and a half point favorites this Saturday. All right. Northwest Championship. So since two thousand two, when that that was first coined, um, let's see, Washington has done it five times. They did it last year. Oregon has done it one ten times. Oregon State has done it twice. Washington State has never done it since we they need a, we need a, we need a Wazoo win on Saturday then. To just cause all the mayhem? No, we need them. We need they they deserve a Northwest Classic Championship <laughs> before the end of this. If they don't, um, it's pretty sad. So retro, retroactively, it goes goes back. Washington has 32 total dating back to uh what year was the first year they did this? 1903. Okay. Um, Oregon has 16, Oregon State has 12, Washington State only has six. Okay. Yeah. So, All right, so UNC, have, UNC rolls? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drake May, Drake May is just going to tear it up. Um, like I said, he's not the Heisman favorite that people thought he was going to be, um, but he's still really, really good. Also, he might be the number one overall pick favorite by the end of the year at this point. He though. might be. He might pass Caleb. He, which he is has passed Caleb for some people, but. I think honestly, though, like even with Caleb's like really bad performance that he had against Notre Dame, he still just like is so much more of the pro ready quarterback in my eyes. Drake May still looks really raw to me, but yeah. I mean that's what people said about Anthony Richardson. And before he, you know, hurt his shoulder, he was arguably the rookie of the year. Yeah, in the NFL. So I think I May. He, I think like Caleb's gonna make more shit happen just because he's more athletic. May yeah. is not as athletic. He's yeah. a bigger guy, but. 
Um, all right, convince me that Tennessee can go to Bama on the third Saturday in October and uh, take out the Crimson Tide. I, Joe Milton is better than uh, Jalen Milrow. Than Jalen Milrow, two JMs. Is I had he? to like make sure they're kind of this. Like they have the similar name, and they're kind of like the same quarterback too. They both are guys that I would much rather have like running an option offense than I would have throwing the ball. Joe Milton, I've never like I said, I never liked Joe Milton throwing the ball at Michigan, and then when he showed up to Tennessee, I kind of had to be like, all right, well maybe because Hypo can figure it out, and Milrow has never looked impressive throwing the ball i don't think any point this year and even though this is they've they've kind of gotten back to what they used to be as they've been a more of a ball control team they're running the ball playing good defense bama is they're eight and a half point favorites against tennessee tennessee last week playing a and m 20 to 13 win they kind of just snuck that one out but it was a good defensive effort Milton, they didn't ask him to do a lot. They ran the shit out of the ball. They had, he yeah. was only 11 of 22 last week. Um, Bama last week had a tough game at home against Arkansas. And before that, had a tough game against A&M too. So these teams, at least playing the similar teams in, in A&M, kind of close, it's similar type games. I feel like this is going to be a really good game, but I don't think the offenses are going to do anything. It's gonna no, be like twenty. It's like twenty to seventeen type of energy probably, out of this one. Probably it's gonna be you know really, really defensive. I bet like to either like the way the game will either go is that like both defenses are gonna to be too hyped up, so it'll be like touchdown, touchdown to start, and then it's gonna be punt, punt, back and forth for like most of the first half. After that, I would think, or yeah. it's gonna be a defensive slog until later in the second quarter when somehow they both like, get like a broken play and and get in there. Um. Like you're saying, they rely on like Alabama doing more on the run. Jason McKellen is kind of stepping up. He's been he's been pretty solid the last few weeks. Um, I don't know. Third Saturday in October, man. You're the Tennessee Vols fan. What, what what you're saying? 2017 for Tennessee? They're winning? No, I don't think they can win this. No? no. What's the last time they won in Tuscaloosa? Do you know? No. 2003. <laughs> it is 2003. Is it really? Yeah, 20 years ago was the last That's time. Hilarious. Well, maybe today's the day then, 2000. Maybe. Oh you know what? I think they will win. This Bama team, if they're going to do it, it's this year. This Bama team has not been impressive, and I think Tennessee has been be- – honestly, they've been better than I thought. They thought they- Going into this Bama game, so. Yeah. Um, that game, by the way, was 51-43 in five overtimes. Why? If we get that, that we could get That'd that. Fun. We That'd could get that. I wouldn't be. Oh, it's shy. possible. I, That's I, crazy. Are we gonna get like the first overtime is like seventeen seventeen or something though? And they're then they're gonna score. Yeah, and they just score. score <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. low scoring into overtime. I am very excited. Like this is an ultimate Saturday for me to have Penn State Ohio State at noon, and then I can just decompress with this tennessee bama and just because i'm gonna the atmosphere for third saturday it is one of like it's a very underrated rivalry this one specifically they oh, yeah, these two teams do bama not like each other so and tennessee doesn't really like it's not their number one thing you think of either you think of florida more often and any and they're in the sec east and everything but and it's in the middle of the season and everything else but these two teams have played what, what i i don't remember they've played each other every year for Quite a long time now in, um, in this yeah, third Saturday so, in October. It, let's see. I'm looking at the list right now. 
I mean, at least they're only three hundred ten miles apart. It they played each other every year since nineteen twenty eight. Wow. Yeah. It says the game was tradition. Yeah. This is that's crazy. Yeah. Nineteen twenty eight. Bama um, leads the series 58-39-7, to 7, 105 total meetings. They also, though, have uh, a, four, a vacated win in 2005. Oh. They went on a 15-game win streak from 2007 to 2021. Yeah, until last year. It's tough. The first game was in 19 – I'm just going through the Wikipedia page at this point. The first game was 1901, a 6-6 tie in Birmingham. <laughs> Then Bama dominated for 10 in years. Birmingham, not even in Tuscaloosa. Not, yeah. in beginning in 1928, the rivalry was scheduled out its traditional date. Robert Neyland, the name the of the, the namesake of the stadium, began challenging Alabama for their perennial spot, and it was officially given the name third Saturday in October in 1939, when Robert Neyland and Bear Bryant made their started making the rivalry after that uh, famous. Robert Neyland, who would have thought? That's how far it goes. But yeah, huge ride. So huge game. And this, I mean, it's a big game in general for both these teams. The SEC West, LSU is right on Bama's heels still right now and Ole Miss, even though they have the game off of them. But Bama needs to keep winning for their national no, title hopes, for, sure. for their SEC title hopes. And same thing with Tennessee. Like Tennessee, we talked about if they can get this game, they have Georgia at home the second to last week of the regular season. And that could be a game for a spot in the SEC title game and for the playoff if Tennessee keeps mm-hmm. it clean until then. So this is a huge game. It is. Both in the SEC and national, uh, national thing. I think Tennessee wins. I do think. I think now now that we've talked about the 20 years and everything, it is going to be the overtime 44-38 Tennessee <laughs> win. But it's going to be 17-17. to 17 Go. No, it can't do that. We only Because we only get – only get two overtimes. So you need like 24-24 because you can score touchdowns okay. in two overtimes. So it's going to be 23-23. And then they're going to get to – they're both going to go for two both times. So both it'll be 39-39. to 39, And then it ends up 45-43 to 43 Tennessee. That's the final score. All right. Let's finish off here. Utah at USC. We saw USC lose. Last week, going to Notre Dame, and they got bullied, forty-eight to twenty. Caleb Williams had his worst game as a USC Trojan, and this week they get to come back home and face a team that has bullied them for the last couple of years, the Utah Utes. Yeah, I think they get smacked around again. I think this is a tough couple of weeks for the Trojans. What do you think? It, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Utah, Utah's defense is really good, um, and they've kind of just proven all your love that they can hang with anybody. Um, whether it be like a low scoring, like dog, like rock fight, or if they need to put up points, they can do it. Uh, it's, it, it's, unless we just, the only chance I think is if we see like a different animal out of Caleb Williams, if he's like, you know, Jake, fuck you saying, I'm not going to be the first overall pick. I'll show you what I can do. (laughs) And he's going to go off to 400, like 450 total yards and five total touchdowns, which is always possible. Um, both these games that he they played against Utah last year were super close. Um, and this is their first – this is the one at home. Last year they were at Utah that night game, and they came up short. Um, so, I mean, it's po- I mean, it's highly possible that USC can just you – because know, it's at home. I know they don't get like a crazy amount of fans, but because it's at home, they'll power through and they'll bounce back. 
But even if they bounce back, their 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 Pac-12 title shots are done. Um, realistically, and their, yeah. their playoff shots are definitely done. Yeah, and I don't see them. I just don't see them. I think that they're they're an eight and four team now at this point because I can't see that. I think they're going to get manhandled by all these teams. And I think Utah will continue the trend this week, but we'll see at home. Maybe at, maybe at home makes a difference. And one of these times they're going to have to beat Utah. Lincoln Riley's going to have to get over on Kyle Whittingham. Yeah. So if he doesn't do it with Caleb Williams, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I'm leaning towards Utah too. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. Mo, one, um, one thing, one thing I want to yeah. get in quick before we go, you know, ten, Tennessee, Bama, what's the big thing after a game? What does the victor have? No, I don't know. Cigars, you don't know this? No, I didn't know that. Oh, no, that's the big thing. After Tennessee Bama, it's who smokes the cigars. It started in the 50s, and it's technically a violation, but they just, they've just they always violated it, and then they self-report it after every game. Nice. Um, And uh, Greg McElroy told a cool story about one time for Bama. They were up big, and he didn't think he was going to have to come back in the game because the defense was out there. It was like 10 seconds left or 20 seconds left, something like that. So he, he was lit up a cigar? Ready. He had this, well, he had a cigar on him. He was getting ready. And he was getting lighters from the stands to light him up on the field. And they got a turnover. So he had to go kneel the ball down. And he had lighters in his pants, he said. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, well, Joe Milton's going to be lighting up cigars at maybe, Tuscaloosa maybe. tomorrow. <laughs> That's what's happening. No, I didn't know that. That's great, though. Um, by this time tomorrow, Penn State will be the number one team in the country. That's what's going to happen. How about that? The rankings don't come out then, but sure. Yeah. That's the, if they you said if Ohio, one? they jumped to one if they beat Ohio State. They should jump to two. They should jump beat to Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. They would jump Michigan. I think you have to. Probably because Michigan doesn't have a win either. Especially because I think Michigan wins. I think that game's. I think it's close on Saturday night though. I think Michigan State. Michigan's close. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We uh. We'll leave with. The great Cardell Jones. Yeah, we have to. When's, when's he getting on the pod? Soon. Soon. I hope he's leading the Bills. I hope he's leading the Bills charge next Thursday. Is he? He's probably in Columbus tomorrow. I would think, right? Mm, maybe is he? Who's the guest picker tomorrow? Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. Let me look that up quick. Fields, because he can't play. That's tough. I don't think he'd. I don't think that'd be a good look. He's no, supporting Tyson Bagent. Um, oh, it's Stroud, though. Is it Stroud? Yep. Oh, they had a buy. Yep. Oh, okay. Makes sense. All right, that'll do it. Right. Enjoy the game tomorrow, folks. You. Yep.